Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. We uh, were getting earlier some political reaction and uh, we had uh, reached out to Minister of State and Fianna Fáil TD locally, Niall Collins, and uh, he was due to come on this hour, but he's been called away to something else, so we hope to maybe catch up with him tomorrow. But we do have independent Limerick TD Richard O'Donoghue on the line. Good morning to you, Richard. Good morning, Joe. How are you? So what is your overall sense of what the government did in Budget 22 yesterday? Okay, um... We'll go with some of the positives to start off with, right? The Susie Grant was welcomed and it's something that we have been pushing for for a long time to see would they work with the people on the Susie Grant. Now, they got the 200 euros maintenance. Um, they got the threshold increased by 1,000 euros, which is good um, because we saw the problems of, of last year with the COVID payments. It made people that were just barely over the threshold couldn't qualify for the grants. Um, and the biggest one for me was the redu- reducing of the kilometres from 45 kilometres to 30 kilometres of distance reduced from your college. Um, and again, with a huge problem for us uh, in the la- last year was people being out by two or 300 yards and not being able to qualify for for uh, the grant under that, under that system. So that is a plus. Um, the pension increase by five euros, I think, was... Uh, came a long way short. Um, they were promised €10 Euros in the last budget and they've given them €5 Euros in this budget, but the cost of living has gone up by around 20%. And on one hand, they're giving out €5 Euros, and on the other hand, they're taking it back in, in the fuel, in the carbon tax. And I, I mentioned there yesterday, out of every €100 Euros of petrol, the government has €57. Euros. And out of every €100 Euros of diesel going into your car, the, the the government has fifty one euros ninety four, and I've always listened to people saying that all oh, the petrol stations are robbing us and the local shop is robbing us for for our fuel. The local shop only gets four to five cent for filling your fuel and having the storing the fuel and giving it to you, and that's based on every fill that they get. So the person that's actually robbing us here is the government, and they could have actually stopped the carbon tax for this right. term. And I suppose the one thing that people might suggest is that if we hadn't had the level of economic recovery that we've had in the last few months and the figures looking much more positive than expected, although still a very significant deficit because of the pandemic spending, yeah. then this budget could have been much worse than it turned out to be overall. It could have been much worse, um, and I'll acknowledge that. But this budget could have went a lot more of the way from... The point of view of me being a county limit TD, like by giving a 50% um, free travel to, to the, um, 50% off travel to the students, how is that going to help me? There's no infrastructure, there's no bus travel. For anyone that's living outside in County Limerick, right, if you've got to take a bus fr- from Croom at the moment, and I welcome it, but the bus service that's there at the presently will not get you to the college on time. But, but sure, Richard, aren't you going to get light rail all over the place soon? Well, let's mean promises, promises. I like action. I like things to be, be nailed down. I like things to, to make your commitments and follow through. Like, I went to the mass there recently and, and the Minister Charming Conlow came out to Kamalak Martin. He met the local farmers and he told them everything that he was going to do. But the, the, the budget didn't reflect it. And I had, yesterday I had the president of Mokra on to me. Then there were so many opportunities missed. 
Like, they could have done a VAT exemption on safety equipment, even though there was 20 deaths per annum on the farming. They could have tackled something like that. And and on the one that we've touched on a few times over the last few days, because of the concerns of the Irish Nurses and Midwives Organisation locally, I think with 91 on trolleys at University Hospital Limerick and Dourad Oil yesterday, do you see an improvement coming over the winter um, no. for your constituents? Or will they end up on trolleys a lot in the hospital? I've said it and I'm on the record of saying it in the door. Uh, the, the problem with the hospital system here is the structure in the hospital. The problem in our hospital is not the frontline staff. It's not the doctors. Our problem here is a management structure. Um, and our problem is we have no roster in our hospital in Limerick for consultants after Friday. Monday to Friday and after five o'clock, we have no roster. Now, but you, you, don't, isn't that cover provided by consultants across the weekend? Yeah, they're on call. And if you look at the amount of times that we can actually... That's fairly similar the world over, though, isn't it? That's how a lot of consultants operate. You look at the private sector. The private sector are meeting people in the hospitals, and they've got a right. Anyone that has private insurance, right, can see the private sector. Their structure is a business structure. They get people in Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You could be there at 9 o'clock at night. You could have a day hospital, and they're getting through and they're able to manage it. Yeah, but a lot of those, to be fair now, a lot of those private hospitals, and you know this, they do not run full EDs. And in fact, in some some cases, where you actually need to be is the public emergency department, where you are dealing with people who are coping with particular ailments more and frankly have more experience in emergency scenarios. And what they will do is, the private uh, hospitals... They will cherry pick to an extent. Or they, they, they won't. They won't do. They won't do the hard lifting that we expect our public hospitals to do in ED form. Yeah, but you ask any of the public hospitals, and you ask them to know: Is your your hospital? Ask the people frontline. Ask the nurses. Ask the doctors that are there, twenty four seven in the hospitals, and they will tell you the management structure is wrong. That they're actually fighting fires because people that are on call and there's no roster there for the consultants. We need twenty four hour rotas for consultants. It's like having a factory open 24 hours. You need people and you need to know that they're there. Having a person on call is not good enough in can, our can, in our can I Can I ask you a question? Because, you know, people have said to me, ah, oh, no, Joe, you know, you're, you're feeding the negativity with your talk around this. So let, let, me, let me reverse it slightly. Yes. Do you believe that a politician making the right decisions from your perspective could actually lead in the reasonably short term to relatives of yours and mine and maybe ourselves someday not ending up on a trolley for two days at um, the regional as it's formerly known? Yeah, could, could I lead the way? <laughs> yes, could I lead the way on this? Yes. Well, it's because I'll that's, tell you very that's simply, a function of democracy, Richard. <laughs> right? I'll, I'll put you something very simple, right? And I have the utmost respect for the frontline staff within the hospital system. And I can talk from, from experience myself of family that have been suffering from ailments and have used the regional hospital in, in Limerick. And I have, I have people at the moment that had massive concerns that would happen within the regional hospital in Limerick. And I've always said the only issue that we have with our regional hospital, we have the fantastic staff, we have fantastic nurses, right? But our problem is we have a big management structure within the regional hospital. I'm on the record of the dollar saying this, what we need in the hospital is we need somebody from a, a business sector. We need a board set up from the nurses, the doctors, and all the different people that have 
the, the, that represent different areas of the hospital on a board system. And we need somebody from well, a business you, structure to talk to What do you do, them. Richard? And this is a genuine question. What do you do coming with that business brain on? Mm-hmm. When you go into what is, you know, still a public sector yes. and you start dealing with unions and yes. consultants' associations and at a certain point they say to you, well, actually, we're not going to do that, Richard. And if you're not careful, we'll close the whole thing down on you. Well, if they decide to do that uh, to the people that are in the vulnerable people of Ireland, they shouldn't be in the hospital in the first place. Because everyone, if they, everyone does their small bit, it, it all works. But the problem we have here is the, the but you know and the full well, in the you know you know better than I do that what people will say in public, including on a radio show like this. When you get people on and say, oh, yes, we are, absolutely, we'll look at this and we'll look at that, no, can be very different from what they say in hard-nosed negotiations with their representatives around the table with the relevant minister. Well, I understand that, that the, the men in the hospital would have an uphill battle, but we have to fix this. And if there is going to be standoffs like that from people saying, I'm not going to do this and I'm not going to do that, then we're going nowhere. But if we don't try to fix the hospital system, I've had people in there last week from my own family. They were in there for 24 hours waiting for an X-ray. 24 hours they went in waiting for an X-ray. Now, that to me is not right. right? And the problem that that was there was the person that was to do the X-rays wasn't there. And the time that they came in, from from the time they got out, there was no one there to do the X-ray system because it was closed at 5 o'clock. So they came in there at five past five. They were there till the following night and they got extra the following day. And by the time that they got back out from their extra results, they're nearly 24 hours gone. Now, if you go to any other EU country, they have a system that when you come in, that you're assessed for what you're going to do. And they have sectors that will deal with you and say, right, you need an extra, you need to meet a consultant. You're in and out. Two or three hours, you're in and out of the hospital. Why can't we have a simple system then backing it up and taking up space within our yeah. hospitals for 24 hours for a simple bit extra. Yeah. Okay. Right, I think everyone is very weary of it, I have to say. Very, very weary of it. With uh, I know the pandemic was obviously a major obstruction as well, but it the was. idea that we've, we've put in extra bed capacity and we end up in a scenario where we can't seem to help people who are vulnerable and sick not to have to go through that experience the, and ongoing. It's, it's a, it, is, it, is, it is a societal failure. Um, yes. First and foremost, and money will not fix it, Joe. Money will not. Yeah, I fix know. A lot of people say that. Yeah, money won't fix it. We need a structure to fix this. And the last thing I will say to you on this, on the medical side of things, is the one people that we want for our next generation is our student nurses. And I've said it again, and I'm on the record of saying it. If you're an apprentice doing any trade in this country, you get paid and you're block released. Yeah. But our frontline and staff, student nurses, do for, not get paid. And finally, Richard, when you and I are side by side in a trolley some day in the <laughs> hospital, which one of us will be treated first? <laughs> <laughs> well, Joe, I hope, number one, that the two of us don't ever be on a, tr- on a trolley together. Um, <laughs> Separate trolleys, Richard. Separate trolleys. <laughs> um, 
exactly. But I do hope that, that that we never have that we never have the element that I wish everyone held. But if it comes to it, everyone fights for, for what they want to get in the health system. I do have utmost respect for our frontline staff, but our structure in our hospital is wrong. Right. And if I can do anything, and if I have to be the vocal one, and if I have to get land paper for being the vocal one to fix the structure in the hospital, well, then so be it. I'm willing to, to take that chance. Okay. All right. Uh, thank you very much for your time this morning. That's uh, Independent Deputy Richard O'Donoghue. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.